whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello, this is Thomas from Munich. Ah, good. How are you? <laughs> fine, very fine. How are you? Yes, this is Richie and Candy. Hey. Hi, Thomas. <laughs> Hi, how are you, Candice? Okay, how are you doing today? You sound like you're in a good mood. Yeah, I am, you know, because I'm, uh, believe it or not, I'm very happy that you guys are uh, doing this interview together both because I don't know if you remember, you visited our station a couple of years ago and it was the hottest day in summer and it was seven o'clock in the evening and, you know, for an hour I had the best of times with you both. You were basically entertaining me. And, oh, <laughs> and and I'll never forget that. So I was very, very happy to have you both here. <laughs> yes, I, re I remember that. I, I usually don't go to stations because I, I find them claustrophobic. And, I, I understand. <laughs> it, it's all a bit too kind of sterile. So I, I tend to shy away from those kind of interviews. We had beer. When we came to your place, I said, I'll never come back here again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was wondering how we were going to beat the last one, but I think you just did. Right? Uh -huh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, you guys, it probably has never reached you, but I actually did invite you to a show of Florian Silbereisen. But you never oh, came. Hey. Oh, my God. Yeah, we didn't we get that. We never got that message. <laughs> We would have gone to see him. Yeah. He, he, played, back for he played a show in Munich. You, you were the first ones I thought about. And I couldn't really, I wouldn't get, really get into touch with you guys. So I tried it over the Facebook page, but nobody really answered. So I was like, yeah, well, uh, you know, next time. <laughs> I never go on Facebook. I never do that stuff. But Candy, uh, you do it you occasionally. Have, right? Like if the manager would definitely let us know that. For sure. Yeah, she probably thought it was a joke. On that. <laughs> yeah, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Is he still married to Helen Fisher? No, they separated. Ah, of course. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't last long, does it? All these celebrity kind of things. No, she had some, she had an affair with one of her dancers, and that she ran away with. Gossip, the backstories, everybody. <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. Yeah, well, you can't. You, you know, it happens. Well, Candice, you're you're actually on our station constantly because of the work you did with uh, Avantasia, the Moonglow song. Uh -huh. Yes, that's right. Oh my gosh, that was that was so much fun. I really enjoyed doing that song. So I'm, I'm really, and I can't believe. How, I mean, I can believe it because it's a great song. But um, I keep getting so much feedback around the world that it's doing so well, and they're on tour now. And and it, it was just a great experience to be part of. So I'm glad you guys got a chance to check it out too. Yeah, we we played that inside out and upside down. It's uh, it's oh, amazing, good. and it's the best song on the record. <laughs> It's a really catchy, it stays in your head, you know, <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> totally. Well, Mr. Blackmore, you're going to be back for a couple of shows with Rainbow. And uh, of course, you know, here in Munich, we are very happy that, you know, the only German show is going to be right here. What made you choose Munich? Um, that was for this year coming up. Uh, before, I have played in... Um With the Rainbow in Frankfurt and I think near Stuttgart. Yeah. That was two years ago. But, um, <clears throat> of course, the beer is important from Munich. <laughs> so uh, that, that's one of the reasons. The, the only section that we hadn't done, that and Hamburg. 
Yeah. So I thought it was time to do Munich. We, we've done, uh, I think we've done Berlin. So that's uh, one of the reasons, main reason. There were also staying in, in Munich, not in Munich, but outside Munich. But we have friends who have um, a kind of castle, so we always like to base ourselves in the <laughs> Munich area, north of Munich. All right. When you re guys return to Munich, are there always like special memories that you have? Because, you know, you recorded here, you played so many shows here. And uh, is it a special place for you? Uh, yes, we, we, we did a lot of recording there in the early days. Um, what's the name of the place? Arabella. Arabella House. That's right. Exactly. Arabella Studio. And uh, I know that um, it was interesting when we were playing there, Ronnie Dio was in the band The Rainbow. And it would be 76, I think. And um, the guy that ran the place, he said, do you mind if I bring one of my artists in in the morning because you're afternoon people? So we said, no, not at all. And um, he was bringing in uh, Donna Summer in the morning. And she was doing her disco stuff. <laughs> so we all know what happened uh, with the disco beat from then onwards. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was kind of interesting that it all started at the Arabella house, funny enough. Yeah, it's crazy. Because before Donna Summer, there really wasn't anybody doing disco. Yeah. And it, all, it was all at the Arabella house. And there, of course, Queen did a lot of stuff there. And I know that Zeppelin came in and did tracks uh, there. So a lot of people went to that studio. Yeah. And had accommodation. It was basically a The studio is not existing anymore, unfortunately. We tried to catch up with those guys who had something to do with the history, but like everything and all the bits and pieces somehow went out in somewhere. It's just sad. Hello? Uh, it's me again. I think the connection broke off. That was a strange sound. That was like a, a machine gun or something. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I mentioned on a summer... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I hope we can keep this conversation going, though. Um, I shall keep the conversation more to Florian Silverizen <laughs> and not mention Donna Summer. <laughs> I think it's going to break off again then. <laughs> well, when you played the first shows uh, with Rainbow and Richie Blackmore's Rainbow uh, two, three years ago, I think everybody was surprised that you included so many songs of the Purple. Yes. Of, you know, of course, a lot of people just went to go and see, not Rainbow, but Richie Blackmore. But I think uh -huh. still they were surprised. Uh, I kind of mentioned they wanted, to, I, I wanted to call it just um, Memories in Rock, yeah. which I think we did. And it was all about basically my uh, career in Rainbow and Deep Purple. So it wasn't just a rainbow show. Okay. But uh, I had a f few kind of um, complaints saying there was a lot of Deep Purple sh songs. But I think had we not done some Deep Purple songs, there would have been complaints as well. But, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's the way it is. Whenever I was in Deep Purple, it was, when are you going to reform Rainbow? <laughs> And of course, when I was in Rainbow, where am I going to reform Deep Purple? <laughs> so uh, it's it's a case of um, I used to years ago in 1970 I I would always want to hear what the fans thought of the show, but and I would always meet them you know, at the stage door and ask them 
what did you think of the show tonight? And it was so much confusion. Some people would say, well, the songs, I can't believe you didn't do so-and-so. And somebody else would say, well, I, I love the fact that you did the new songs. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if I would say, well, how were the lights? Oh, yes, the lights were wonderful. And, and the guy next to him would say, no, I thought the lights were terrible. <laughs> and I would always ask, um, how was the sound? Oh, the sound was fantastic. And other people would say, oh, no, the sound was muffled. <laughs> and I realized I, I could not get a straight answer out of anybody. So I gave up on that one. So, But now, officially... The tour is under the, the name of Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Now, here's the point. Couldn't you just go and do Richie Blackmore's Deep Purple? Well, I, I was thinking about going to do Richie Blackmore's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, but I, I got a few strange looks when I mentioned that. I don't know why. <laughs> I didn't incorporate Death Row Tull. <laughs> Oh, he cracked me up again. <laughs> um, actually, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, the band very rarely gets together. You know, the people, Ronnie lives, Romero lives in Spain. Yeah. And uh, I have uh, two guys that live in Connecticut. And the other guy lives in Sweden. Yeah. And uh, at the moment, we were going to have rehearsals this week but he couldn't get out of Sweden. And I'm not sure if he, they put him in jail or something. What? No way. It, it, yeah, it was, um, they wouldn't give him a pass, uh, a, a, a visa to come in. Hmm. So um, our first rehearsal has been canceled. The next rehearsal we have will be <clears throat> in the Frankfurt area, mm-hmm. where we'll do three days together. So it's, it's pretty difficult to rehearse new songs when you're on that kind of um, routine. Yeah. So uh, if we were playing together all the time, but we only do three or four dates a year. Yeah. That's right. And I like to keep it that way because uh, I have the other band, the uh, Blackmore's Night, that I actually enjoy more in a way. Yeah. And um, the rainbow thing is more of a, let's get the, uh, the loud guitars out and have a bash, you know. Uh, but on the other hand, just just being totally honest to you, isn't Rainbow and doing a couple of shows more with Rainbow financially more rewarding than doing Blackmore's Night at this moment? I mean, not that it matters. I don't know. Yes. I um, After paying everybody off, I'm usually left in debt. And uh, the, other, the other people that take it are the tax people. So it's, um, <laughs> it's not that financial financially viable anyway okay. and uh, so I, I, I just do it for a, a joke and I have a day job I'm, I'm delivering newspapers <laughs> on my bicycle <laughs> that's the way I make money over here <laughs> but yes. you know now that you are a little bit in you know rehearsing trouble still what can people expect when they go and see the show now Is it, has it changed since, since the two or three years ago um, yes, it has changed a bit. Not a lot. We, um, we'll still be uh, tentative, as one of the critics said. Okay. I, I like to be tentative, because um, I don't like to do to much showmanship, because I'm trying to remember what the arrangement is. 
And uh, at the moment, um, I have back problems, which you know seem to be the curse. I've had them years, yeah. and it's getting worse. I have to. I'm seeing doctors all the time and various injections and things for my back. So I'm hoping that all my back doesn't collapse on stage. But um, that's something to deal with on the side. It's kind of nerve-wracking to know that am I going to be in pain playing. But uh, I suppose that's all part of rock and roll. Last time you were here, you showed me your fingers and you said that would be a problem. How, yeah. how are they doing? The fact that I did that, that the, the, the finger, um, we were playing, I was playing with Deep Purple back in um, 95, I think it was, 94, 90, um, in uh, Denver or, or Kansas. Mm -hmm. And I was breaking up my guitar, which I do now and again, if, I'm, if, I'm had, uh, if I've missed my breakfast. <laughs> and uh, I was whacking the the guitar against the PA speaker yeah. and um, for some stupid reason I decided that if I put my hand on the speaker I could whack my hand <laughs> so I, I hit my hand and that was it the tour was over and I'd broken the bone in my finger yeah. so um, and I was only thinking about that a couple of days ago it, that's getting better touch wood mm -hmm. so between the finger getting better and the back getting worse It's a, it's a non-stop uh, confusion. But, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Norman, it's playing through all this that um, I'm not the only one. I think everybody in the business is uh, having hard times. I think Ozzy Osbourne has canceled his tour because of his back or something and a few yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So that's that's correct. trouble. When you reach the age of 100, you know, things start getting hard. <laughs> you're actually and I'm glad far away from that Candice are you going to be with the Rainbow Tour oh yeah Richie asked me um, at the beginning of it if I could help out with the background vocals and of course I grew up on all of that music so I was so excited to be part of it so I get the perfect place because I get to stand in the back, sing along with the songs that I love and I, I grew up with in, in my teenage years and um, kind of rock out back there, which is not something I often get to do in Blackmore's Night. But I'm still, <laughs> I, I, I get to still be on stage. I'm far enough away from it, so there's no pressure directly on me <laughs> that I get to be part of the whole entire thing and watch it from such a close, like the best seat in the house. And it's, it's just an amazing experience. We have such a good time up there. That's really cool. And I, I just heard it, I think, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, that um, you re-recorded The Storm, which is originally, you know, a Blackmore's Night song, with Rainbow. Who got the idea for that? I don't know, because I know nothing about that. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Tell him. Hello. You're going to lose him again. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm still, I'm still there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I don't know who came up with the idea, but... Um, We had done it with Blackpool's Light, and it's a kind of a fast arpeggio-type song. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it works with the, the, the rainbow kind of sound, because we've had many requests to do the uh, um, Blackmore's Light songs with rainbow. There's about 10 songs that we could mm -hmm. cross over from a folk approach to a rock approach. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was one of them, along with um, Black Sheep of the Family, which was the first tune yeah. that we did as, uh, as Rainbow in, in the beginning. 
Yeah. I remember being with Deep Purple and I asked them about that song and they, they didn't want to do it. So I thought we were on tour with Ronnie Dio. He was in Elf. And uh, I said, would you want to sing this? And we could go in the studio and do it because I really like it as a song. Yeah. So he, he did and did a great job on it. And um, But I thought that um, doing that one again was was important and it, it kind of lent itself to... Um, that way of thinking, the more the rock and roll approach. And uh, so, so I was happy that we did that one again. And I thought it turned out um, quite well. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so that obviously would be incorporating those in the, uh, in the new set. Yeah. If I ever see my band again and they're not put in jail in Sweden. <laughs> you know, which is funny because I met Jens Johansson. He was here with Stratovarius and he's just the nicest guy you could ever think of so I don't know what actually happened I, could, uh, I couldn't even imagine no there's two Jens Johansons and um, <laughs> you met probably the nice guy I know the one you mean but the one that we use oh he's a strange bloke and he, he, he's a criminal so he as I said he doesn't get out of Sweden very often <laughs> um, okay. yes, Jens is a very very nice guy when we first had him in the band I said, who should we use on keyboards? And Candy said, what about Jens? Because we'd used him on Under a Violet Moon mm -hmm. in Blackmore's Night. And I said, yes, he's, he's brilliant. But I think he's more of a, a showy type player that likes to play fast, progressive runs and things. And what I need is more of a supportive John Lord approach. Yeah. And so... She said, well, why not just have a talk with him and see what happens? So we, we, we spoke to him and he said, that I would love to do it. And he said, my, my style is really being supportive. He said, I play all the fast stuff with Stradivarius and all that. But he said, I really love the supporting kind of role that John Law did. So I went, um, would you want to be paid? And he said, no. I said, well, then you're in. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> Very nice guy. An amazing guy. I don't understand him when he speaks, but I nod my head. <laughs> you know, but there's one crucial question about all that is, you know, half of the world is waiting or thinking about if there's ever going to be a new Rainbow record. Is there? I don't know if they... People make records anymore. I'm beginning to wonder. I'm very old-fashioned. And I don't know how people sell product anymore. And people keep giving me coded words like uh, streaming and what, what is the downloads. other? Downloads, uploads, downgrades, and, <laughs> and uh, waste. I, I, it's, it's all very confusing to me. I just like to play the guitar. And um, I think people in my age group feel the same way. I'm... I'm still making cassettes uh, at home. And, which is uh, good, which is good. I'm going, to go out, I'm going to go out probably at Munich Station and just try and sell some cassettes. Just kind of hand them out, see what happens. Get the top hat out. Yeah, and get the top hat. You know. And I'll, I'll put one leg behind me. <laughs> and, yeah. so they, That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand how any musicians make money anymore other than when they're touring and that's correct because they don't that's that's actually true I know they, people keep telling me how they do it and I 
I kind of lose interest when they get halfway through it explaining. <laughs> but it's going to change in two weeks anyway to something else. Somebody's um, going to yeah. come out with some new thing. But I think all the Schlager is downloadable now too. Oh, well, that's good. I can get uh, Florian's latest works. See who's the biggest um, Schlager person now. I usually pick it up on my satellite and I watch it because I find it very simple and innocent. And um, But they're not even showing it on a satellite dish anymore oh. to America. So, oh. uh, I catch it now and again, but not very often, not as much as they did before. And uh, who was the other guy we used to follow? Oh, Hansi Hinterseer. Hansi Hinterseer, um, yeah. <laughs> that's another one. And uh, I love the innocence because... Over here, everything's become so serious and involved and kind of edgy and violent. <laughs> so um, I like that, that innocence. So, you know, it's nostalgia for me, I suppose. I remember 50 years ago, the uh, people like Hino and Roy Black, Rex Gildo, people like this. And uh, I always found it fascinating that you could make a record in such a simple fashion And people would buy it because it just made them feel good. Yeah, it, it doesn't change over generations, uh, I can assure you. Uh, Heino just did his farewell tour. Did he? Yeah, wow. yeah. a couple of weeks ago. He was in Munich playing his last show here. <laughs> That's a deep voice he's got. But it's, um, it's nice to know that, that this... I, I love the fact that, um, that Germany retains its kind of tradition whereas things are changing so fast and music, uh, that's part of the appeal to me of that type of music, the Schlager music, because it's, it's just tradition. And over here, they're, they're doing all sorts of modern stuff, as you probably hear. Yeah. And even, I, I noticed even the programming, I can pick up like four stations over here. I watch... The, the German TV stations and, and it's all about soap operas and, and, and going Americanized yeah. I'm missing all the culture shows the history of Germany where have they all gone I miss that They are still here. Uh, that's all good, but just, you know, probably just on different channels. But uh, actually, that, that part has become a business too. So there are actually very good documentaries and history programs. But you know, where they, you, you got to find them. But uh, yeah. since it's all business, it's all there, yeah. <laughs> so, which, is, which is amazing. Yeah, they, don't send, it, they don't send that over to America, any of those shows. They <laughs> keep it to the soap operas. So <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I have a question for Candice. Candice, when you, when you yeah. heard the storm from, you know, played by Rainbow, which version do you like better? The Blackmore's Night version or the Rainbow version? How am I going to choose that one? <laughs> I don't know. Um, You know, well, it's, it's, a, it's a tricky thing because when Richie and I come out with the songs, he obviously comes out with the music and I contribute the lyrics to them and then together it's like the perfect marriage um, of, of music and, and the words. So it, it just, we love when everything kind of just resonates and works together like that. Yeah. Um, so it's perfect balance. But we have, at this point, it's I think 22 years worth of music that we do and we're still creating we're still in the, you know we just um, did another three or four songs in the studio so yeah. we're always writing time and then we go out on stage as Blackmore's Night and every time we put out a new album we have to take out some of the songs that that we love 
for songs that maybe people considered standards as Blackmore's Night songs. Yeah. And, and we have so much fun playing all of them on stage, but a lot of these songs that we created many years ago kind of get pushed by the wayside, and we don't really touch on them again or bring them out again, and they, can't, they don't see the light again, and they, yeah. I, I almost feel like they kind of get forgotten. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, which is kind of heartbreaking because when we even go back and listen to some of the songs on the albums, we say, oh, remember that one? We, we totally forgot about that because we're so much in the now of creating the new songs, yeah. you know? But um, songs have to be cut when you when you go on stage because you only have, I mean, we probably do about two to three hours worth of songs on stage and it's it still, you know, is never enough because fans still write <laughs> and say, why didn't you do this one? Why didn't you do that one? It's, it's hard to, you know, make everybody happy with all the songs that we do. But, so it's, it's, it's interesting and wonderful for me to be able to see when he pulls something out of his past, no matter what band he is doing it in. I mean, for me, it's an extra. Something out of my past. <laughs> 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 a whole other conversation. And we're not doing that on the phone. Um, <laughs> oh, Richie, now you completely threw me. Um, when he, he actually gets to revisit some of the songs that are sort of like in that forgotten area or that, you know, that darkened area yeah. and dust them off and breathe new life into them, and especially with a, a different singer and, and, you know, new arrangement or, or, you know, putting new electric guitar on it. And it gives a completely new life. So yeah. I, I get to see it in a completely new way. And uh, that's always exciting for me. So it's hard to choose whether, you know, it's something that, I mean, obviously it's part of my heart and soul that I put into each one of these songs. But then to hear Ronnie do it and Rainbow do it now is, is just, it, it gives me like um, a, a real sense of pride to be able to see them, you know, breathe new life into it. And to have it rediscovered again is always right. great. All right. You know, you guys do uh, Blackmore's Night after the Rainbow shows. And I, maybe I didn't see, but I only saw shows booked in Germany. Aren't there any castles in Italy or so? Uh, uh, if there are castles in Italy, nobody's told me. <laughs> um, it's, so it's, no, I, I do prefer and love playing in Germany. Everything is so organized, and I and I know a lot of people there, so I can stay in a lot of places I love to be in. That's really instance, cool. One of the reasons I left um, Deep Purple was I couldn't take the travel into foreign countries and being on a plane all the time. Uh. And, uh, you know, to be quite honest, Germany is the easiest place to tour. It, <laughs> it's just you get into the hotel and you get to the show. Everything's organized, <laughs> whereas some of the countries I could name which I won't, um, Italy being one of them, <laughs> go there and they don't even have a, a kind of a license or a permit to put the show on. <laughs> so you find out the day before the police have canceled the show. Okay. That's always bizarre. Yeah. And then other countries too. It's, uh, I just like the, the Germanic way of life. And I decided probably 20 years ago that I would only tour... England and Germany. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I, I could take in a, a Switzerland or maybe a one show in, in, in Italy or wherever, but it was mainly going to be that those countries. I just wanted to go where I wanted to go and not where the management and promoters wanted to send us because, quite honestly, we were going to countries that I really did not care for. Yeah. And they would take 10 hours by plane to get there. So uh, that's that's why I just it's I do like being in Germany. I can appreciate the the whole setup, uh, the uh, the history and the way people are. It's it's very similar to England. They Pretty much, yeah. in English are very similar. 
people. Do you have any opinion about Brexit at all? I mean, of course, you do have an opinion, but it's, you know, what do you think about the whole thing? I, um, I'm on both sides. I know that if they don't have Brexit, it will be easier for, for us as a band to get, you know, just to go from here to, say, wherever we're going. Yeah. Will be much easier. But if they do have the Brexit, then there's going to be a lot of visas and it's going to be a lot more difficult to get from one place to another. Exactly. But I do understand why they want to have Brexit, because they don't want to be dictated to from by Brussels. And they did have a vote, and um, the English people decided they did want to leave. And England's been a, a kind of solitary um, country for a long time, so I don't see the problem. I mean, I see the problem with northern <coughs> and southern Ireland, mm. Uh, one wants to be in, wants wants to be out. Then mm. Scotland, the same thing. So that's a difficult situation to get over. If if you've got half the country wanting to be in, half the country to be out, yeah. it's tricky. So I don't uh, I don't envy what's her name May, you know, decisions because she's caught in the middle. Mm. Yeah. Have to deal yeah. With it. yeah. Um, I'm on both sides. To me, it makes it easier for me to travel if if they don't have Brexit. But at the same time, my heart, if I lived in England, I would like to have it being a, a, a solitary. Mm -hmm. like yeah. to, I don't know why everybody got together in the first place anyway. I found that a bit strange. And some of my friends, German friends, yeah. would say when they changed from the mark to the euro, yeah. that the euro, although it was worth more than the mark, twice as much, Everything went up in Germany as far as buying clothing to the euro. So it's true. Yeah. Um, it, it was. It's very odd that um, instead of something being two marks to equal one euro, it was well one mark has now become one euro, and which I didn't think that was fair. Yeah. I thought everything went up in price. Yeah. As many yeah. Germans who said it was just getting too expensive. No, but it's it's always, <laughs> it's also what the people are used to. You know, when the euro came in, uh, stuff that was two ninety eight marks, two point ninety eight marks became one euro forty eight. The people right. didn't like that. They they wanted to have one euro ninety eight, so they thought it's you know cheaper, which it was. It was yeah. like forty cents more expensive, which is right. odd. But it was, it, it's true, it was that way. So, but then again, you know, inflation and everything. I don't know. I was brought up on pound, shillings, and pence. Yeah. And uh, that's how I remember money. So, whenever I'm in England, I don't even know what, what the currency is anymore because they keep changing it. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, it's, it's funny. When, when you get older, you can't be bothered to relearn some situation, some yeah. currency control, what they're. What they're Most of the time, I, I, I feel that it's the government looking for money. They want to make sure there's no hoarders hoarding money, and that's so they change it. So you have to give in all that money to the bank to make sure you're not, you don't have too much. Yeah. It's just a, a theory of mine. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird because... Not a big government person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From what I've learned now is I think it's more likely that there is a new Blackmore's Night record before there is a Rainbow record. Am I correct? Probably, yes, yeah. 
again, it's a frame of mind, however we're feeling at the time, whether we're feeling like doing rock and roll or whether... For me, there's more of a challenge to do the Blackmore Slight stuff because I'm still feeling my way, and I kind of like that excitement. Whereas when I'm doing the rainbow thing, I, I just have that tinge of, I think I'm going backwards with music, and I don't want to do that. Just every now and again. So, But it depends what day it is, if the sun is shining or not. <laughs> And uh, it's being caught in the middle, you know. Ah. I think maybe I'll form a third band, call it, uh, call it something like uh, Jethro Led Zeppelin, you know. <laughs> something, something to confuse everybody, including myself. <laughs> I'm a lazy person, so I, I like to sit and play the guitar and just kind of be with my friends drinking around the house and... Um, Going on the road for me is, is a major kind of uh, move. I, uh, I hate traveling and living in a suitcase and having to take earplugs for every hotel. It is amazing that uh, traveling has become... I know there's a lot of talk about pollution, which I, I agree with. There is pollution. Yeah. And uh, I won't get into the other side of the stuff. Um, but uh, I, I was listening to somebody from the Marriott Hotel, the CEO of Marriott, and his biggest complaint from his customers was noise pollution. Yeah. If you stay in a hotel, you can hardly ever sleep because there's always noise from something or somebody. That's true. And that is, is a, a big problem, I think, in the world, noise uh, pollution. Totally correct. It's a big problem than the other one. Yeah. It's most likely the noise we play on our station, but it's not including your music. <laughs> well, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> When I hear you talk about this, and I'm reading through the lines, which I try to, there, there seems to be a certain end to your musical career then. It, it sounds like it, but I don't want to hear it. Yes, in a way, because with these back problems I have, which are pretty severe, yeah. um, traveling, you know, I'm going to have to cut down. And I find if I'm on stage, I have to sit down for a couple of minutes, then I can stand up again. <clears throat> so um, I won't stop playing the guitar until I have to, but the traveling and doing shows mm. you know, might be coming to an end. Whereas the, the Blackmore's Night stuff... I could sit on the stool and we, we, we do a kind of relaxed show. Mm -hmm. the, um, the, the rock and roll stuff, I think, is starting to come to an end because that's a lot more... Um, it, it demands a lot more from, from running around the stage or moving. And so, uh, again, we're back, back to the back. And um, so this, this might be a, a last kind of tour of the rock and roll stuff. Mm. <laughs> That's uh, that's just sad to hear, actually. Yeah, I I could um, do one more, two, two, three more shows, <laughs> watching you guys. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, again, I I tend to change my mind at the last minute just to annoy everybody. <laughs> um, I do like annoying people. It's a pastime of mine. <laughs> I picked it up when I was living in England. And so you know how the English are; they just annoy people and they're sarcastic. That's me. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I enjoy every every second of that. But Candice, you got to do something about the back problems. 
Um, <laughs> believe me, I'm on that all the time. We actually just, um, well, he, he's had some pain management back injections. Uh, we were pinned a lot of our hopes on that. Unfortunately, that didn't pan out, didn't work. Um, so we've got new new pain management injections coming up. We're going down a different realm, different path. And, uh, yeah, he did the ablations. He did, I'm on it all the time. I'm doing research. I'm speaking to doctors. I'm I'm. I'm doing the best I can here, guys. So, uh, <laughs> okay. you know, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky situation. I know he walks every day, you know, to to, to help his back and um, make him stop. Make him stop playing tennis. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and plus our two kids keep him pretty active too. So he's outside playing soccer, you know, football with with uh, with our son and our daughter oh, all the time. Oh man, still, uh, I know go. he's still playing soccer once a week with his his. His big friends, <laughs> too. So he's definitely staying active. But, you know, when the pain sets in, it's it's pretty intense. So uh, we're doing our best here, though. I mean, he definitely wants to bring the music to everybody. And uh, we're looking forward to, to do that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so, yeah. It gives me an excuse to drink whiskey. <laughs> happy about that <laughs> <laughs> well make sure you both come over safely and bring your Swedish guy from prison that would be nice yes. <laughs> I'm hoping I can get enough uh, signatures together to get him out of prison <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll have no more further questions your honors very okay. good well, it was good talking to yeah. you It's very good talking to you. No, no, it's very, very funny. It's always funny talking to you guys. You know, you, whenever you retire, uh, we're going to give you some equipment. You do your own radio show. You're very welcome. There you oh, go. That would be great. Excellent. Yes. Oh, and we'll see you at the next uh, Florian Silverizen show. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to try out every contact there is just to get you guys to an invitation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just tried it out of the blue and uh, it didn't work, but I'll make sure it works next time because Florian Silva is, and, you know, he always comes back. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> how is the Fernsing Garden show? Is that still on? Or that, that, Dear start? Lord, can we stop this interview now, please? Please, I cannot hey. talk about the Fernsing Garden. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you know, it it, it makes me want to call in sick tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's still on. It's it, it's undestroyable. How, how's, how's Inca Bowser doing? I have no idea. <laughs> well, we'll find out and let us know. Uh, and the other one, Kiwi, wasn't it? From Fernsey. Yeah, Garden. yeah, but his was like that. Oh, dear Lord, I never watched that program. I mean, never, ever. I mean, I... I, I think it's on too early, in, isn't it? On. I always felt that it was on at like five o'clock in the morning. That's how I felt. Whenever we played that show. Uh, oh yes, the Imavida Sontag. That's another one, right? Oh my God, dear Lord! Can you? This is not German culture as it's supposed to be. You know that. Are you aware of yes. that? I know. I, I'm. I'm. I like to be the the old traditional way. You know. I'd like to mention the uh, the unmentionables. <laughs> Very good. So, It's yeah, insane. We but did a joint thing at your studio. It's a great studio in Munich. Very good. And, uh, of course, the beer is wonderful. Hacker, for sure, being my favorite. The wheat or the normal one? I, I like the normal one. Okay. Yes. Apart from all the people that there are, which are really annoying, are you guys uh, Oktoberfest guys? No. No, okay. I... Okay. I 
and it's loud for me. I went there once, and it, it was just so loud. Yeah. I didn't see the, the attraction. I can drink like that with a few of my friends in a bar. I don't need to go to Oktoberfest to hear, to hear all that noise, but um, I still think it's probably be a good thing for uh, alcoholics anyway. <laughs> it is. It's overpriced alcohol, but it's okay. <laughs> right. All right, you guys. I'm going to let you go Very now. Good. I'll we'll speak to you in 10 years. <laughs> Yeah, for, for the next comeback. Yeah, and I'll, I will hold you by the word. Okay, very good. Thank you. All the best. Thank you. Take care. Okay. And I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.